Hello, dear listener, it's Daniel. Now, before we get to this episode, just want to remind you, me and Core just launched a Patreon. For $7 a month, you can get exclusive content. Now, how do you sign up for said exclusive content? Well, we made it easy. There's a link down in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash litdpod. We'll see you soon. Now, let's get to today's episode. Welcome to Light in the Darkness. Off Off topic episodes are a sub series within the greater Light in the Darkness podcast where Daniel and I have an opportunity to stray away from our normal supernatural and paranormal fare. These are our normal day in and day out conversations. The only difference is this time we've got the microphones and a lovely camera set up so that you can take a listen. So consider yourself invited to the digital campfire, if you will. The microphones are on, the coffee's gone, and the chairs are actually quite comfortable this time because we both remembered our cushions. Still semi-comfortable. You know, I actually switched chairs this time. You know, these have a thicker cushion than the ones with the gray pattern on them. Hand of God, I saw it. So that's why I gave you one and myself one. And speaking of something else that gives you cushion in life... (laughs) Let's talk about the topic of today's podcast. But before that, let's talk about our stickers. (laughs) Do you need something to go on your water bottle, Mm. the back glass of your car, maybe your sibling, or even a stranger's mailbox, if you will? That's your business where you put them. But the main thing is that you get them. Now, Corey, how could they get one of these stickers? Oh, I don't know. Maybe they'd go to litdpod.com slash sport give a donation of absolutely any amount and we and by we i mean danny boy will send one to your mailbox (laughs) it's true i'll do it and it's got a little lighthouse stamp on it and to everybody who's received one i hope you enjoy the handwritten note inside (laughs) guys we love you we appreciate you thank you all so much for partnering with us for becoming part of the litd family it's a joy to have you now Speaking of things that are also a joy to have, tonight's topic, relationship. So, who you choose to be around you, it says a lot about who you are. Um, As a great-grandmother of mine said, if you run with dogs, you will catch fleas. Mm. I'm sure other people's great-grandmothers out there also said that. But my point is, relationship is important, first and foremost, with the Father. And secondly, with our Christian brothers and sisters around us. It's something that was laid on my heart when having a conversation about two weeks ago with Mama Bear. And I just haven't been able to shake it, as you know, because you and I talked about it a little earlier today when I laid it on you. And even, I think, a little bit before then, but just bouncing around, bouncing around, relationship, relationship. And I got to thinking, where would I be without it? Because when I really break down what that is to me, it's, I guess, first and foremost, my relationship with the Father is everything. It's it's who I run to in times of... (laughs) Well, insert scenario, (laughs) whether I'm happy, sad, don't know where to go. That relationship is my first, you know, line of defense. When I zoom out a little more, it's people like you. 
as I was saying today to Emma, I have layers. I would describe it as circles of my relationships. At the innermost level, those things that keep me up at night. You know, there's a few people in that level, innermost circle. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're one of those people, you know. Same. Because I know you'll also be up at night praying about those yeah. things for me. Yeah. And see, that's that's important too when it comes to relationship is wisdom. Now, hang on. I got got some scripture to back that up. That's not all Daniel. Okay, Proverbs 13, 20. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Again, going back to who you choose to be around you says a lot about you. You will pick up on things. Um, I've even noticed in our friendship, I do things that you do that I didn't do before. Scary thought. (laughs) I'll say things that I didn't normally say. Like the phrase, I get that. I never said that before being your friend. I have never once used the phrase, gonna make me throw my shoe until I started spending time with you. But you get it because there are times where nothing else will do in that moment. You don't want to swear. You know, you don't want to put out a cigarette on someone because these are clearly your only (laughs) options. You want to throw your shoe because, well, it's a shoe. It's meant to take a beating. And (laughs) as long as you look where you're throwing it and have some idea of where it's going to go, you're okay. It might be just a Church of God thing. But anyway, I digress. Same thing with my wife. I've been around Abby since the 11th grade. And I, I do things that she'll do and she'll do things that I do. And one of those, a fun one for me, is a lot of times the way we pray. So I was always one of those, I'm going to pray for you. It's on my list. I'm going to do it. Abby's more of a, yeah, let's pray about it. (laughs) What are you doing? We're going to pray about it. And I don't even know if she's realized that, but she's always more of a, okay, let's do it. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Mm. But isn't that crazy? Like to say it out loud, it's like, whoa, of course, but something so little, but it came from relationships, spending time with people. See, time is one of those things that's priceless. It, there is no value on it, even though we give it hourly values. I don't get this next couple seconds back after I use it. It's yeah. done. And I will be held accountable for what I say and what I do in that time. Is it edifying the kingdom? Is it not? And so, I guess still this grand idea of relationship, it's going to affect my kids too. And, and how I show them how I spend my time with people. And you have to be intentional with it because life, life will come in and take your time. Mm. Life will dictate everything you do if you let it. You have to be intentional. This is one of the points Mama Bear was beating into my head the other day. If you don't stop and take control of your moments, they will take control of you. I guess a big one for me with that would be my grandparents. It sounds so easy to go. Of course, I spend time with my grandparents, but I could do it more. Mm. I have a wonderful resource in them as a wonderful married couple. They've been together decades. They have gone through good times and bad times and hardships and, you know, hills and valleys. Oh my gosh, why wouldn't I spend every second around them that I could? In my heart, I feel that way. But in my mind, it's the same old, same old, I'm too busy. And when I zoom out even more with that, ooh, get ready for this one. It's the same thing with the father. Mm. Because how we started this conversation is... That's the most important thing. We were created for relationship with the Father, first and foremost. And so, when you go, I I should spend more time with my grandparents. I I should spend more time with my wife. Or maybe you're sitting at home going, I don't have either one of those. I should spend more time, you know, brushing my cat or my dog. These little little things that matter to you, but you zoom out more and it's like, but time with the Father. Mm. 
How many times do we walk past that? How many times do we go, I will get to that later. You better believe it. Me and you are going to have time, Lord. We are, because that's important to me. I, I just got to do this thing and something else, and, and and we'll get there. We'll talk in the car, maybe, on the way to work. How about that? It happened to me last night with the Lord. Okay. Last night, I finished editing our episode 29, Dream On, and I was about to head to bed. I had finished uploading it, got everything done, squared away. I was about to head to bed, and I was tired. I just felt that little nudge, like, hey, what about me? Oof. I'm like, well, I'm tired. <laughs> Work all day to come home, working for you, Lord, doing editing, all that stuff. Sounded like a country song just now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sit there, I'm like, you know what? I can, I can do, I can do, and I gave myself an allotment of time. I'll do, I'll do 30 minutes. And I mean, this is like, I, I get up, I get up at seven. I'm like, that's pushing it to midnight. That's whatever. So I just sit down and I actually respond and I spend time with the Lord. And it was just real sweet. There was nothing particularly life transformative in that moment that I can think of that happened with that time with the Lord. But I took the time and I'd like to hope that next time he asks, I'll do the same. I remember I described it to you. I visited your church, what was it, two, three weeks ago, and Pastor Scott was preaching, and the Lord just put me in the good old Holy Ghost time machine, and there I was. I was like 10 years old again, and and my grandmother lived in the downstairs master bathroom, and you have to understand the house I grew up in basically was two really long hallways on top of each other with all these rooms that went off of it, and when I would go downstairs, you had to go past that hallway, and even though Grandma was at the end, she could see you. And she would call out to you if she saw you. And I would get up to speed in my socks and stop and I would slide across because I knew it wouldn't make a sound. And then I could get my snack and sneak back upstairs. And even then I felt bad about it. And a lot of times I would stop and run down the hall, jump in grandma's bed. And she always had a Jesse Duplantis or a Benny Hinn sermon going on. I got so much from being back there, but I knew that was a place that God hung out was how I would describe it. Yeah, yeah. And so, that's how the Lord phrased it to me, like, son, why are you sliding by? Mm. I'm calling out to you. Come down here. Let's hang out. There's good stuff. There's something to gain from this relationship. Mm. You know, we always talk about on the show, iron sharpening iron conversations. While I think we have that, you and I, some of the best ones I've ever had have been with the Father, having tub time, just one-on-one. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be tub time for you. <laughs> it's just tub time for me. Maybe a shower man. <laughs> or a lawn mowing man, or a laying on the floor man, or a walk around the neighborhood man. However you spend time with Jesus. There's no one, there's no one route. There's no one path to be able to connect with him. It's a relationship thing. Just like with different friends, you do different things with them. Like some friends you're going to have and in this relationship, you do activities together. And then some relationships you have, you just go and sit down and have coffee. Um, what the Lord does in your relationship with him is going to be different. And, uh, yeah, that's a whole little rabbit trail, but, uh, feel free to connect with the Lord. However you connect with the Lord. Continue on, Barbara. Yeah, it's like you have those friends you do play putt-putt with, and those friends you don't play putt-putt with. Not the putt-putt again. (laughs) And if you don't get that reference, clearly, you need to catch up on listening to your episodes of LITD. Putt-putt. But dear listener, this is not to make you feel bad. I want to beat that point into the ground pretty hard here. This isn't a, you should spend more time with God. This is a, you should spend more time with God. 
you should use this time while we have it. How, how does how is it phrased? We are spiritual beings having a natural experience right now, and ultimately, you know, we need to make the most of this time we have. And with good fellowship with one another, with good fellowship with the Father, with digging into your word, with quiet time practicing his presence, it builds you up. It it gives you something, you know, if we were supposed to have everything inside of us, it's like, why did God make so many different looking people? Yeah. Why did God have all these different sounding and thinking people? Look at you and I. That's one of my favorite things about our friendship is we could come to the same problem and we may come to the same solution, but we're going to come at it from two different ways. When you were when you were kind of breaking down some of these thoughts with me earlier, um, one thought that I had on the subject of relationships, because you were just talking about how different people bring different things into your life, and I was like, yeah, Scripture kind of talks about that, that we're all different parts of the same body. And if I only hang out with people that are just like me, only have relationship with people that are just like me, only hang out with people that go to the same church as me, only hang out with people who have the same background as me. That's like a hand only hanging out with a hand, but it never gets any of the benefits of the arm or the shoulder or the knee or the ankle. Like a hand sitting there on the table isn't going to do very much by itself. But when it comes into relationship with all the other parts of the body, it actually has the benefit of being able to do other things. So that's one thought that I had as, as a, to relationship. Yeah. I don't want to lack out on what other people see of God. And the aspects that he has revealed to them of himself. Like, I have been challenged so much in my past to approach God differently, to think of him differently, just because someone else has had a different encounter with him or has a different slight variation on their ideology or their thoughts on different topics. It always challenges and provokes me, and I would be worse off had I not had those experiences. With ankle people. <laughs> heal people. <laughs> Nobody wants to be a heal person, sorry. <laughs> a fun way to honestly paint this picture is think about, <clears throat> dear listener, the last time you moved. Now, if you go, I've never moved before, just thank God for the favor in your life, because moving is never fun. But it's funny, when it's time to move, who shows up and who doesn't? When you, you send out that call for help of, man, I got to pick all this stuff up. I got to put it in the truck. Then I got to take it all back off the truck, move it in the house. It is a grueling, annoying process. It's typically always in the month of July. Can't tell you why, but everyone moves in July. <laughs> so many times I've been the only one who showed up to help people move. And so many times I can name about two people who always show up when I have to move. And <laughs> that was just one thing a father-in-law of mine told me one time. He's like, you know who your real friends are when you have to move? Because it's not fun. You don't want the free pizza. You'd rather stay home in the air conditioning. <laughs> and so let me, let me read you this. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's throw some more scripture at it. Proverbs 18.24. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I've got one. You should get one. They're great. They're not that hard to find, but you got to hold on to them. You get out of relationships what you put in most of the time. It's not just take. It's give and take. It's symbiotic. You know, that, that's one thing I can tell you. Family is great, but friends are the family you choose. Gosh, they're so important. Church family's big too. These support systems that we have in our life, they can make a huge difference. I've seen people prevail and fall for having one or not having one. Again, this isn't a 
feel bad because you don't have it. This is a, I just want you to take this seriously kind of moment. If there's anything you walk away with tonight, it's the fact of you want good people around you. You want good people around you who you know want good for you. I can honestly sit here and say, I have that with you. No, You're my same. bro in Christ. I don't question your motives. I know you have my back. And if I'm in a fight, I know you're beside me. Are we going to win? <laughs> I don't know, but we're going down together. <laughs> and another thought, I, I love how you're kind of spearheading this and this is big on your heart. And I just get to come in and go, yeah. That that's that's kind of how this is working. Do your jazz hands. Do your jazz hands. This is not spirit fingers. These are spirit fingers. <laughs> but a thought I have is it's important to recognize your various relationships for what they are. We're going back to the analogy of the body part. You it helps and it pays to recognize that what one person brings is going to be different than what another person brings so that you don't attribute the wrong values and the wrong expectations of one relationship that actually isn't that kind of relationship for you. Like I think of there are some relationships you're going to have with people that they are fun and you can just cut back, relax with them, have fun, go into activities. And then you have other relationships where you can unpack the depths of your heart with them and they can go there with you and they can commiserate when you're crying. They can mourn with you. They can rejoice with you. They can do all these things. And it's not that that relationship is more valuable. It's because they both have different values in life and you need a full spectrum of those relationships. So try to recognize different relationships for what they are. And maybe you'll notice a pattern in your life that maybe you're lacking in one aspect of relationship. Maybe there's a kind of friendship that you need that you don't have. Pray for it. Ask the Lord. Send me people. I know when I moved here, I moved to South Carolina in 2017 because of pursuing my now wife. And when I came here, all I had was her circle of people because I'm from Alabama. And I remember praying ding, ding, at the... Ding, 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 I'm going to take this imaginary banjo and I'm going to set it over here. That would be wise or else that banjo might go places it ought not. Probably going to go on Twin Lakes Road where Abby threw my imaginary guitar the other day when I kept playing it in the guitar during Dream On. Anyway, if you don't want me to throw a shoe, we're going to move on. Anyway... <laughs> And there it is. Flattery. <laughs> you distracted me. Anyway, I was moving here from Alabama and all I had was Megan's circle of friends. And I was like praying, Lord, help me develop friendships and find my people in South Carolina. And a lot of her people have become my people. And then I have found people who then became her people, like Daniel. Hey. <laughs> And others, we find people and now we have a fully rounded out relationship, but it started with me praying, Lord, lead me to those relationships. And it was not like an overnight process. And you have to kind of take it slow in relationships. You have to get in ankle deep and just go and have dinner and then see where the relationship goes and friendship. It's kind of like dating, but not at all like dating. Date your friends. Date your friends. Hmm. Wisdom is a, a good word to use here because 
you know, the first time you meet somebody, you do not reveal <laughs> the dark secrets of your heart, the depths of your heart, your <laughs> desires, your dreams, all these things. Like, that is not what you put on the table. I come on too strong. He does. Luckily, I'm an easy sell. I come on too strong and I just am fully me from the beginning. And I can tell you what, there have been a lot of people who didn't like me for, for a, quite a period of time until they eventually, I went them over. I want to take this in a really, really <laughs> deep direction because I'm going to sell this point before this night is over. Okay. All right. John 15, 13. That's right. More scripture. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. I don't know <laughs> a more serious thing that you could do for a friend. It's important to have good people in your life. It does make a difference. While also recognizing the fact that some of us constantly need people time and some of us just need a little bit here or there. And that's another thing. God will put those people in your life that love you for you, that respect your personality type and your love language, your forgiveness language. Some of you are rolling your eyes and some of you have also read those books and you understand. My point is we were created for fellowship. We were. If you don't have it, spend some time with the Father, number one. That's the biggie here. That, that's the biggest relationship in your life is with the Father. Number two, cultivating those good, God-fearing, and loving, and loving you relationships, you know, and significant others. And like Cor was saying, it's okay to have circles, you know, almost like an onion, layers, if you will. Hmm, wonder what movie that's from. Someone's favorite movie, my wife and his. You know, and, and have oh, these gosh. rings of how much you let people in, but use wisdom. Trust the Father. Go love on some people and let them love on you. Any final thoughts, Cor? Pray for it. Ask for it. Ask the Lord, what am I lacking relationally? Ask him those questions. The Holy Spirit loves to answer those kind of questions. He loves to answer pretty much every question we ask him, honestly. That's fair. And ask him to lead you to those people. But then be willing to go out and meet those people. Like, you can't want relationship and then never leave your house Ooh. and just sit there all day. Oof, that was for somebody. And we all have things like, you know, I, I know people, I'm, I don't have children yet, but I hear that when you're in that phase where you have young children, it's particularly hard to cultivate relationship. And there's other seasons of life where it's like particularly hard to cultivate relationship, but there has to be a value on it. And when you value something, you make sacrifices and you pursue it. And... Relationship is worth it. Friendship. 2020, 2021 were very impactful years on my life and the life of my wife. And it's not because of COVID. It's actually what COVID did was drive a lot of people apart where they lost relationship. Instead, I got connected with people and I actually dug into relationship and it just made a snowball effect of so many different areas of my life snowballing and snowballing. And a lot of it had to do with just having relationship with amazing people. It is valuable. It is worth pursuing. And if you ask the Lord for wisdom in this area, you'll be surprised what little ideas he might pop in your head about where you can go and find people, where you can find the right people. Guys, we love you. I really hope you chew on this. I hope you take it to the Father and apply it to your lives. Until next time, take care, y'all.